48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. A doctor is barred from giving vaccines for strongly criticising the Sinovac shot. Hopes rise of an end to the SEL's 21-day quarantine rule for new arrivals. And former lawmaker Anna Ken is jailed after a court rules. His sentence for assaulting police with a microphone was too light. Health authorities have stopped a private clinic from administering coronavirus vaccines after reports emerged that the doctor there was recommending people take the BioNTech jab rather than the one made by the mainland firm Sinovac. Damon Pang has a story. A photo went viral online over the weekend showing a man holding a notice which read Sinovac has a bad reputation and BioNTech's international reputation is good. The notice goes on to say Dr Lau himself gets BioNTech and not Sinovac, as does Professor Yun Kwok Yong. State-run Ta Kung Pao then ran stories about Dr Lau Tung Wah, accusing him of launching a smear campaign against the Sinovac jab. The Department of Health now says Dr Lau has violated an agreement under the inoculation program and his clinic's participation in the program was terminated. Health authorities have also taken back all the unused Sinovac vaccines from the clinic in Tokwa Wan. Dr Lau was not providing beyond tech jabs. The department said it will keep reminding private doctors to provide vaccination services in accordance with guidelines. There are now signs that the 21-day quarantine requirement for inbound travellers may soon be eased. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says the rule has taken a huge physical and psychological toll on people and will look into whether it can be shortened. To be um, isolated uh, for 21 days is a very... is. Is a huge uh, is a huge load in terms of physical and psychological and, and other aspects. So I would say that um, I, I I would personally look into this matter and see whether we could find mitigating factors to reduce uh, or to bring back the 21 day to the to the norm of 14 days, which are adopted in many other places. Uh, but at the same time, we could um, uh, sort of uh, assure the public health officials that there are safeguards in place to ensure that if people uh, leave the quarantine center or hotel earlier than 21 days, uh, there are certain safeguards. But infectious disease expert Dr Leung Chi Chiu has expressed reservations, saying it may not be the right time to relax the quarantine rule. The problem is... Uh, none of the vaccine have been shown uh, to be uh, uh, completely effective in preventing transmission. And if we allow a substantial number of uh, passengers from uh, other places to get into Hong Kong uh, without the 21 days quarantine arrangement, we may uh, have a chance of missing uh, some of those cases with a long incubation period or with some with a false negative test at the day 12 testing day. And that could cause problem if they go into the community and then spread the virus. Former lawmaker Anna Ken has been given a nine-week prison term for assaulting two police officers with a loud hailer after a community service order was ruled too lenient. Francis Sitt reports. Mr. Au was originally given 140 hours of community service after he was found guilty of the assaults, which occurred during a standoff between protesters and police in Mong Kok on July 8, 2019. The former lawmaker hit an officer's shield with the loud heller, while another policeman complained that the device hurt his ears because it was so loud. 
Prosecutors told the Court of Appeal that the trial magistrate had underestimated the seriousness of the crimes and there were no special circumstances that ruled out a custodial sentence. They argued that Mr. Ao only showed remorse over the foul language he shouted at officers, not over the assaults. The defense, meanwhile, said Mr. Ao was just trying to communicate with the police to resolve the conflict and he became agitated after some reporters fell down as the police advanced. The Court of Appeal agreed with the prosecution, saying the magistrate had been wrong in principle and had passed a sentence that was too lenient. The appeal court said a jail term is appropriate due to the seriousness of the offences and to protect police officers who are carrying out their duties. Mr. Ao, who was already in custody after being charged under the national security law, shouted, don't despair, there's hope tomorrow, before he was escorted out of the courtroom. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government will make sure LegCo has as much time as possible to examine proposed changes to Hong Kong's electoral systems. She says she expects lawmakers to scrutinise the necessary legal amendments properly and she doesn't want them to rush it. Maggie Ho reports. The National People's Congress Standing Committee is scheduled to hold a meeting next Monday and Tuesday to hammer out details on changing Annexes 1 and 2 of the Basic Law regarding Hong Kong's Chief Executive and Legislative Council elections. But CE Carrie Lam says her team has already started to prepare for the legal amendments that will be needed and they'll be tabled to LegCo as soon as possible. I would not think that just because most lawmakers now are pro-establishment, they don't have to scrutinize the bill or would have to pass it very quickly. So one of the principles of our work is to allow LegCo as much time as possible to scrutinize the bill so that they could fulfill their constitutional duties as legislators, she said. Mrs. Lam says she hoped changes to the election systems can be completed within a year so they can be adopted for the chief executive vote next March. The overhaul Beijing is planning will include allowing the CE election committee to nominate and pick lawmakers, with the number of seats in LegCo to be expanded from 70 to 90. Mrs. Lam says she has complete confidence in the ability of Henry Tang, chairman of the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority, to handle a brewing controversy surrounding what artwork can and cannot be displayed in Hong Kong. Violet Wong has more. The Amplus Museum for Visual Culture in the West Kowloon Cultural District is scheduled to finally open by the end of this year, but the collection of artwork it plans to exhibit has already put it under the spotlight. One piece in particular, in which Chinese artist and dissident Ai Weiwei gives Tiananmen Square in Beijing the middle finger, has drawn the ire of a pro-establishment politician who's called for it to be pulled from display. The piece is part of a series of photographs showing the artist raising his middle finger in front of landmarks and monuments, including the Sydney Opera House, the Colosseum in Rome, and the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she has complete trust in Henry Tang, the former Chief Secretary and current CPPCC Standing Committee member, who now chairs the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority and that Hong Kong plays by the law. She says any work that conflicts with or breaches the national security law must be dealt with in a very serious manner. 
Mr. Tang, for his part, says the Amplis Museum team will strictly abide by the law as they prepare for the museum's opening exhibition by the end of this year, stressing that they will carry out their curating work in a professional, objective, and impartial manner. He also noted Mrs. Lam's trust in him, adding that the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority will comply with local laws, the Basic Law, and the National Security Law. One of the defendants on trial over the Yunlong mob attack in 2019 has denied involvement. Ng Wai Nam told the district court that he was only in the area to eat dinner and steamed egg custard and didn't have his own weapon to start off with. Damon Pang reports. The court was shown video footage of the 57-year-old defendants grabbing a stick from another man near Yunlong MTR station on July the 21st, 2019. Mr Ng explained the man was dressed in dark clothing and that he snatched a stick from him to protect himself. He also said somebody among a crowd of people threw hard objects including a road sign at him and so he decided to keep hold of the stick for self-defense. The defendant said he had been in Yunlong alone that night having dinner and steamed egg custard for dessert and was ready to drive home with a takeaway for his daughter. But he got out of his car close to midnight after seeing an ambulance near the MTR station and a rowdy crowd gathered nearby. Mr Ng said a villager told him that this group of people are here to demolish our ancestral hall. And so he went up to the crowd to tell them to leave. The defendant is one of six men who denied a charge of rioting, while two others have pleaded guilty. Seven former detainees in Shenzhen who were brought back to Hong Kong yesterday have been ordered to appear in court over the next few weeks after they complete their quarantine. Here's Jimmy Choi. They're among eight Hong Kong people escorted back to the SAL after serving their seven-month jail sentences for illegally crossing the border. They had been charged with protest-related offences, including rioting, attacking police officers and conspiring to attempt arson, before apparently trying to flee to Taiwan by speedboat in August last year. All seven are now undergoing quarantine and did not turn up at the court today. Li Yin and Chen Si Ho were remanded in custody until the next hearing on April the 8th at the district court. Meanwhile, the Eastern Fanling and Tumun magistracies adjourned to March the 31st the cases of five others. Andy Lee was the only returnee who has not been summoned by the court. He was arrested but not charged under the national security law. A concerned group working on behalf of the eight said tonight that four of them had not yet been able to contact their families. The chief executive had earlier said that the rights of the men would be protected. Carrie Lam says the government will expand its COVID vaccination programme to those under 30 when the conditions are right. She says at the moment around a million people have been left out of the scheme. Vicky Wong has that story. The CE says the government has a pretty assured supply of vaccines for Hong Kong residents and currently around 5.5 million people are eligible for the jabs. But she says this means a million residents are still not allowed to book. The only so-called omission, if I may put it that way, is those under 30 who do not belong to the priority groups, say about 1 million. Before going into this week's Executive Council meeting, Mrs Lam said officials are constantly reviewing the situation and when the time is right, the government will allow anyone to seek a vaccine. Last week, the government opened up the programme to all those aged 30 and above. Around two-thirds of people inoculated so far have gone for the China-made Sinovac jab, which was the first to arrive, and the rest have taken the vaccine made by German firm BioNTech. 
Health authorities have reported 12 new coronavirus cases today, of which eight are imported from Pakistan, Indonesia and the Philippines. Of the four local cases, one does not have a clear source. The patient is an 88-year-old man who lives in Lamten. The Centre of Health Protection said he tested positive for COVID-19 when he sought treatment at the United Christian Hospital. Foreign Minister Wang Yi says Western forces should know that the days when they could wantonly interfere in China's internal affairs are over. His comments come a day after the European Union, Britain, the United States and Canada imposed sanctions on mainland officials for human rights abuses in Xinjiang, prompting Beijing to immediately hit back with punitive measures against European lawmakers, diplomats and institutes. Overseas, the United States' top expert on infectious diseases says the authorities will independently review the AstraZeneca vaccine and not re- rely solely on data provided by the firm. Anthony Fauci said it was likely to be a very good vaccine, but information published by AstraZeneca about its efficacy might have been misleading. I still believe the, the AstraZeneca-Oxford vaccine is, is safe and effective, but the problem has been really the way the company has managed the clinical trial and communicated it. Uh, and, and that's got to be improved. Other companies have figured out how to do this in a high-profile setting. AstraZeneca has to do better. Commenting there was Dr. Ashish Jha of Brown University School of Public Health, who said the company had more to do in its communication. AstraZeneca said it would release more data on the trial within 48 hours. The UN Refugee Agency says at least 15 people are dead and 400 unaccounted for after fire swept through a vast Rohingya refugee settlement in Bangladesh. A spokesman said those missing might be somewhere in the rubble of yesterday's devastating blaze. The BBC's Imogen Folks reports from Geneva. The fire broke out in one of a network of 34 camps in Cox's Bazar and raged for hours, spreading to other camps before it could be brought under control. Unconfirmed reports suggest people trying to flee were hampered by barbed wire fences around parts of the camp's perimeter. It is the latest and worst in a series of fires in Cox's Bazaar. Today, the Red Cross described it as a terrible blow for thousands of families, many of whom had fled to Bangladesh after seeing their homes in Myanmar burnt to the ground. A bit of sport now in Hong Kong's women's epi fencers have secured a place in the Tokyo Olympics in dramatic fashion thanks to their rivals from South Korea. The Hong Kongers are assured of a place after the Koreans reach the final of the World Cup in Kazan, meaning they are guaranteed to be in the top four of the world rankings after the last qualifying event. There's one place guaranteed for the top Asian team that finishes outside the world's top four, which now goes to Hong Kong. A reminder of our top stories tonight. A doctor is barred from giving vaccines for strongly criticising the Sinovac shot. Hopes rise of an end to the SAR's 21-day quarantine rule for new arrivals. And former lawmaker Anak Hain is jailed after a court rules his sentence for assaulting police with a loud hailer was too light. The news from RTHK. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Explosive sound of mud getting us started for the second hour for the late show for this Tuesday, the 23rd of March. I'm Simon Wilson, sitting in for Uncle Ray, the world's most durable DJ, is staying safe during this current COVID spike. He's itching to be back as soon as possible, as soon as it's safe to return. In the meantime, playing the music of the 50s through 80s for another 10 minutes or so. Then we're going to slow things down with assorted ballads and easy listening, take you all the way through till one with a hint of that late-night nostalgia. A reminder, if you're still tuned in on 567, you can now catch us on the Radio 4 frequencies between 97.6 and 98.9 in glorious FM stereo. And well worth doing as we play CD-quality tracks through till one. Here comes Buck Fizz. 